All right, just talk real quick. Uh, what? Am I, just anything that okay. works. Yep. That's good. Okay. All right, ready? <laughs> yes. And go. Welcome to our podcast that has a name. <laughs> yes, Crime Against Christmas, which we will get into, which came from this movie. I'm Cody. Should we reveal that right away? I'm Ashley. <laughs> that what they say. <laughs> well, because so this is our. I don't know what order we're gonna release this in, but this is the third one we've recorded. Do we need and to start this over already? <laughs> no. Why? Because we could just the name of the podcast is know. Crime Against Christmas. This is the we're third letting podcast. all the good things out. You think that we're going to run out of things to talk about in this movie? No, I do not. We're about these actors. We'll get, so that's the name of the podcast. All right. The ti- and the titular... The, never mind. It doesn't make sense. The, he says that in the movie that we're going to talk about. Anyway, the movie where... Th- this is the only podcast. I haven't looked that up to see if that's true. To talk about these wonderful Christmas movies. This one's actually a Netflix movie. So every every... What we say, we've been doing it weekly, but every episode we pick a bad Christmas romance movie and watch it and review it. And this time this is a Netflix one. We Last time we did a Lifetime one, and then it was just one that was on Amazon, Amazon Prime, yeah. And then we review them. And this one is amazing. This one is Hometown Holiday. Based, it's a, a brain power. You know what, I said brain power, but I think the guy's... I think the guy who wrote it is named Brian Power, and I think I thought it said Brain instead of Brian. So I don't think it's Brain Studios. But we had watched... It, this is based on a book, who I assume is Brian Power, not Brain Power. I thought this was called Brain Power Studios. And he had done a... This would be... We watched one not... We didn't do an episode on it, but maybe we, we should. The one about the two sisters. Or it's, it's not about sisters. It's about two girls who have never met their grandparents before. Oh, yeah. And so they meet on a plane and decide to switch... Uh, people for Christmas like go to different grandparents doesn't make any sense because neither of them met them before so it's just a mean trick to play on old people anyway why don't you tell them what this one is they're gonna die soon um all right I don't even know how to start with this one Uh, it's hometown holiday I don't know if we said that hometown holiday yeah so I mean should we just start where it opens because I don't think you can give any intro into this movie because this movie these characters are deep, and I just no, don't want to start getting into like them. Like I said, there is this movie. Well, so it's based on a book, apparently. I didn't look up any of this um, stuff. I but... do have the, uh, I have it in the screenshot of the fact I want to tell you. Okay. Based on a Harlequin novel called The Maverick's Holiday Masquerade. It doesn't say who it's by, though. Okay. Um, but if that's your... Well, there you go. So that, that might make sense why there is a bunch of facts. There's This movie, like, inundates you. It just, like, beats you over the head with exposition. There's so many parts in it where a character is just like, hi, I'm Tabitha. Yeah, my dad died, and, and then I grew up uh, alone until I got adopted with my brother, Ryan. It, and, like, every character does this. Um, but almost none of these things matter at all. Like, they bring in... They, I, we have so many notes here. Oh, I'm just... Um, okay, so the book... Um... The book was published in 2015, so a real classic. The movie's from 2018. Uh, you can buy this book used if you're interested in reading it. It looks like the lowest you can get it for is 3.98. The range is from 3.98 to 5.09. So it's not um, bad, but you not... want to order it now if you want to be able to read it before Christmas. And all I know is this description starts just by saying "undercover cowboy," and I. The book sounds way more interesting. That's what they say. Read the. You know, we'll go, we'll do this later. Let's get into the movie. So. The movie opens, okay. and we have a, uh... Wait. <laughs> what? I just... I found something on Amazon. I, I... Can we... Okay, read it. This is about the oh, book? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. This is the book. Okay, disguised with the cover of the movie. I was just reading the description, um... Yeah, okay, that makes more sense, because it's saying mystery... Let's read this later, because... Okay. It's saying mystery cowboy, and that's, like, a weird element in this movie that feels really underbaked. Okay, so the movie um, opens. Um, our first scene is, as my notes say, hunky, uh, hunky boy country boy singing, which is this... Uh, His name's Wes Gently, we find out. Yes, so very country, country boy name... He's playing guitar and singing a sad song in his living room. And there's this creepy child in the corner. Really creepy child. Huge forehead. His head is like 40% forehead. Filming on the cell phone. And honestly, horrible hairline. That kid has a horrible hairline. I feel bad because he's not going to grow into it. It's not how it works. 
But so anyway, he's... the kid's filming his dad on a cell phone in a, like, a creepy, motionless way, and his dad's playing a sad, a horrible, bad Christmas song. And um, I knew right away. I was like, "This is gonna be go viral. That's gonna be what happens." I called that. Uh, but we don't really see it. Immediately, then jumps from that scene to a scene of a New. It's Year's, now New Year's. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve, and there's uh, we found out two sisters who we find out the blonde is named Ashley. I feel like it took until the end of the movie to hear her name. Yeah, I think they really didn't say it. You think? They on, they must know. have though because there's so much like exposition in here. To, they probably do the thing like in movies where characters always refer to each other by their first names constantly. Yeah, but it's weird because you think she's going to be a main character and she's really not. There, well, there's two sisters, yeah, and you. So think, there's like, there's Ashley and Krista. Krista, that's her name. Yeah, and and um, they own a flower business. But New Year's Eve, they're spending it the lamest way possible at a party that's exclusively in the kitchen of someone's house. Okay, we should say a couple things. They, they live in a small town. Oh yeah. Just to set it, um, every the the movie kind of it's primarily takes place during Christmas. Most of the movie does, but that's at the end. It jumps around. It starts at New Year's and then it goes right to Labor Day, and then it goes Thanksgiving. to Thanksgiving. But in this town, it's supposed to be a small town, and then they always have a party at every holiday. That's just like a lame party. It's also supposed to be like this country town, and it is the l- most uncountry looking people. Like they are so clean, and they're just clearly like LA extras that they got. And they're like, "This is a small town here. Everyone knows each." Also, very diverse. Like it's probably one of the most diverse Christmas movies. Oh, I easily. See. And then, I mean, as people from a small town, it would have been a lot more interesting movie. Yeah, if you would have done it realistic. Yeah, I feel like the book probably was a lot more interesting because the. It, okay, well, let's get into it. So then we meet those two. There's a lot of characters. It's like, it, this is like Love Actually, but it's not like that at all, actually, because it's horrible. Yeah, so they're counting down um, to New Year's in the kitchen like you do at any New Year's party. It's really just, you know, if you're going to be partying, it's sitting oh, yeah. at a it's sitting in a kitchen. Um, and they're just talking about how they're both, um, well, they're both almost single. The one girl has been single and then the other girl kind of hints that her relationship is is really going downhill does she say that there um she kind of is like they're like oh how is it going with so and so and she's like eh. well she's also like i don't even know what his name she's kind of dated everybody she keeps saying how like she everyone in the town is basically who she hasn't dated who's left is basically her cousin even though again incredibly diverse town so that means she must have just slept with everybody in this town um and then I think from there, I mean, I don't really have anything else on New Year's. We then I think almost instantly jump to Labor Day, which is where we meet our other character. Yes, yeah, you're right. So it goes to Labor Day, and we see uh, who I have written down as Smolder Ben Shapiro, because this guy really, from the side and stuff, does look like Ben Shapiro, but he's always doing like a Smolder face. I mean, he is, he's weird looking. He looks like I didn't look at the actor's name, but the guy who do, plays um, the Joker in the, uh, in the. Um, uh, Arkham TV show like he's got this weird brow and like he looks like he would be a villain in anyone else in any other like thing he in any other Christmas movie he'd be playing the evil boyfriend but this doesn't really have that character well you almost feel like he is at first like he's introduced and you're like I hate this guy because he's they... a big city he's a big city talent agent we should say he does he doesn't live in the country lawyer slash yeah he's a talent agent slash lawyer. he works for a talent agency we'll say that he's a lawyer for a talent agency and that's where we get another big exposition dump because his assistant is like, you got to go sign this guy Wes Gently. Or he's saying why he wants to sign him. He's he like, watches Perfect. his, his and viral he, video. That and he, says, then he says his wife, he's like, imagine this. He's like, your wife dies. This kid. And that's also never brought up again that this guy Wes Gently, Wes Gently really, really seems also like he's going to be a bigger part in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's not. You're going to have to look at the Ben Shapiro guy most of the time. <laughs> Which is, uh, talk about his headshots. Oh, yeah, we looked him up online. Bradley and, Hamilton, I believe, is his name, which Bradley. is the worst stage name. But whoever, if you're on his IMDb page, whoever this man got to do his headshots, I mean, I hope he paid him well. Because this man, like, you look at these, and he's like this rugged, <laughs> handsome guy. And then in this movie, I don't, he's just off-putting. Like, he's got a very defined face, but... He looks like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like more defined because Ben Shapiro is like a, a squishy, squishy, chubby face. But like, what was when they were watching the viral video? What was the name of the video? My dad wants to sing you a song. I think <laughs> is what it was. Like that. Yeah, that's like, like the little boy uploaded it because, and that story, I mean, has almost no payoff. This, this is like a, uh, what is the thing? Chekhov's gun? Is that the the the, the phrase where it's if you insert introduce a 
a plot element in the first part it has to pay off by like the third or fourth like you they would say like if you show a gun in a movie early on in the first scene and they like they pay attention to it it's going to come back into play later that's the you know that's how it's supposed to work this movie is a lot of a lot of guns being shown with no payoff later no check there off there are so many notes and i i mean we almost should have like seen what ones of these actually had any payoff to them yeah so yeah. so the little boy films his dad because he thinks his dad would be happier if he was singing to more people um because his dad is is this hunky country boy but is lonely since his wife died yeah even though it, well we'll get into it so then it cuts to there's so much to get into. there is oh my god okay so oh can we just talk about the one thing well they want to sign him west jelly he's great he's never even had a parking ticket so this is a class act man um this is one part that kind of confused me though they kind of make it sound like creepy businessman we find out is later named ryan uh, rourke but they really say his name like ryan rick yeah they say it really weird but we see it spelled out later and it's ryan rourke. Um, that's ben shapiro he's supposedly from the small town yet no one in this town knows no no it, okay. that's not a plot hole so he he explains later when he does an exposition dump oh, okay. on krista because spoiler alert this is a movie where there's two things there's ben shapiro and krista and then hunky music man and ashley the blonde haired girl or you just from um, the whole movie they set that up right away that that's how it's gonna be and are you serious do you think that no. Movie's okay no because actually the next scene is we're like oh we know because the one girl starts singing on the porch which that, that also, also never comes into play <laughs> but she movie. likes music it's hinted that she likes music so it's literally wow i didn't i forgot that yeah we realized because the one girl starts singing and we're like that's who because we were trying to guess like we should bet who's gonna end up with who because it was very clear that they were doing, you know, they, they, I mean, they really bit off more than they can chew. It probably worked in a book, but um, so no, it makes sense because when they, Ben Shapiro is explaining his story later, he's saying he had military parents, he had to grow up and he moved all these different places all the time, and he got shy because he never really had any friends. He was adopted, and his sister, his sister lives in a small town, but it was never supposed to be oh, that okay. he lived there because so, his sister lives in a town. She's like hugely pregnant already by the beginning of the movie, even though it seems like she's just. She's like nine months pregnant for like four months. Um, and she's like, come on, come see your sister. And he's like, okay, but only because he's going to try and sign this West Gently guy. Um, but before then, bef so then we cut back to the two sisters again. And Our favorite. We cut to a scene of like her, you, you just see yelling outside the house. And she's like, you no good, lousy. And all the stuff's getting thrown out of the house. And then she's throwing her like current boyfriend out of the house, who is this like, incredibly ripped like six back uh he's meant to be an airplane pilot and she's throwing all the stuff out and she's like who's this oh you went to oh who's uh who's this girl and this girl she's going through his phone and you know he's been like she, uh she's like you got a, a girl in every town you land in and uh and she's throwing his stuff out he is extremely ripped and make sure that he puts on his pilot hat before he walks away so you just get this shot of <laughs> shirtless man buff man in a pilot's hat this movie is like a weird hodgepodge like most there's kind of a skill in these movies because even in most of the movies when you have the bad guy the 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 bad boyfriend type character and again this movie doesn't really have that this is the closest thing we get is the pilot and he's only in this scene um but you usually have the where the main guy is handsome and this isn't just in these movies this isn't every like Which, kind of romance movie this woman krista that's the name of the brunette is robbed in this downgrade yeah huge downgrade and uh but like usually they're both attractive usually the guy that she's gonna end up with is attractive and then even the mean boyfriend is attractive but in like an uptight way in this movie that i don't know it's just so off everybody is like the the main character the ben shapiro one is kind of the one who's like off-putting looking and i don't know anyway this has nothing to do with anything it was just i would literally having this thought right now but so uh the uh, the two sisters have a floral company. Yep. Um, so they go to start setting up for this wedding. It's mentioned that the blonde girl, Ashley, likes Wes's song. Um, which <laughs> also I made note that this movie has some of the worst music in it that I've ever heard. If they, it's all like the, what, the royalty free music. And then they'll have like occasionally songs with lyrics. But if you listen to the lyrics, it'll be like a sad like heartbreak song played to a montage of them decorating for a wedding and you're just no, no like, the weird one they were decorating the wedding and it was a weird it was a love song it was a happy love song but then later when they're 
when Krista and Ben Shapiro are on the walk, it's playing like a sad love song while it's supposed to be them connecting. And it's like, you guys can I just like dense anything else different? But then they're, yeah, they're decorating for the wedding. And it's funny because there's a box for cards and they're just filling the box with flowers. Like it's clearly says cards on the front of it. Um, and then, and then we go back to pregnant sister, pregnant sister and Ben Shapiro with, um, with the brother-in-law Daryl, who's like a weird, he's supposed to be comic relief in like, it's just not funny. Yeah. I mean, where she definitely married him for his looks because this man is borderline, you know what I'm trying to say. There's something wrong with this man. I want to look him up on IMDB really quick because he was, he was handsome, but like. He was really annoying. And, like, the sister, too, she's, like, this, his sister is, like, really pretty. But so then they had to make her huge and pregnant so that, I don't know. The oh, that's what they did confused. in the last movie, I know. too. They made her pregnant. They didn't <laughs> Whenever there's, like, an actress who maybe she's just not as good of an actor. And so then they, but they can't have him showing up the main lead. Um, anyway, so then Ben Shapiro gets to town. Uh, he's there this to try to. was in the flesh. <laughs> was he really? He's in town. And he's there to try and sign, uh. West gently. West gently. Well, okay, okay. But he lands, and, and then he gets there, and he shows with his sister's house, and she's like, come on, we're going to a wedding. And he's like, what? She's like, yeah. And he's like, but I don't know the bride or the groom or anyone. And she's like, that's not how it works around here. We just go to everyone's wedding? That, yeah. That's not a, like... That's insane. That's not how small town where that everybody just goes. It's not like the colonial times or so. And even well, then, you want, like this guy just shows up, and then he's like, "I don't even have anything to wear," even though he's wearing a like, five thousand dollars suit. He says, "Yeah, but Daryl, the the country boyfriend's like, you can't go wearing like go there like that." <laughs> this is after Daryl plays with the teddy bear in a very I don't know. Oh yeah, he brought a teddy bear for the unborn baby. But so Daryl gives him his best flannel shirt. Um, he tells him it's his best shirt, even though he's wearing a nice dress shirt. Well, and uh, then, I mean, at some point, uh, Ryan, the businessman, gets ben a Shapiro. call from his girlfriend who yes. talks to him. She sounds like she's trying to like, she she sounds like she's trying to talk real sexy to him about passing along her um, headshot. So she's. Yes. Clearly just using him. Right. And she, she's talking to her friend, and, and who, her friend who doesn't even talk. But she's like, yeah, he was supposed to you send have to this. Do it, you have to do it really sexy, though, when she talks to Ryan. Oh, she was like, Ryan, like, I don't know. What did she even say? She's like, please. Could you just, like, I don't know. It was, like, very, like, she sounded like she she was going to have phone sex with him but, in the middle of this restaurant. Yeah, but she's supposed to be evil, and she doesn't care because she, then she hangs up on him, right? So she, So you see that, like... She has a bad, or that he has a bad girlfriend, which again, in the logic of these movies, means that it's okay to cheat on her. You, she's bad, even though he doesn't know that. Um, so they go to the very diverse wedding. That's um, like definitely not a small town country wedding. It's very clean. My favorite part was that everybody was wearing a suit except for Ryan, who's wearing this flannel. <laughs> who's given the flannel? Yeah, everybody's dressed up nice. Um, okay, so then he immediately goes, uh, Ben Shapiro, Ryan, immediately goes over to a mu- hunky music man, Wes, gently. Who's surrounded by women. Yes, he literally, like, this is so really like a small So he's so socially awkward that he's just interrupting this conversation. And meanwhile, Krista and the sister are there and they're kind of, like, watching. Like, the, Ashley is like, ooh, you know, the, the, this he's so hot. I've known him since I was in elementary school, but he doesn't know me. Also, he's a again they dump exposition. He's a jerk. He he ruined my wedding dress and or then prom she's dress. Like, yeah, my prom dress. Yeah, my wedding. And then dress. the uh, and then Ryan walks in and Krista's like, "Ooh, who's that?" Yeah, hunk? she's like, I I've like been with every guy this town, and now that there's just one guy she hasn't slept with, she's like obsessed. Krista's obsessed with Ryan, even though he is again really off putting, and she just kicked out like this really hungry like guy out of her house, and so. The stage is set. All right. We know where things are going. Uh, well, you. <laughs> so Ryan kinda. approaches Wes for the record deal. And Wes is this. Uh, he's a rancher. A, yes. he And that's all he wants to be is a rancher. This he guy doesn't want to be up, famous. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And in fact, he never really does. He's kind of forced into it. There's, this, this movie has a lot of men being manipulated. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Like, Ben Shapiro, as much as I don't like him in the movie, he is, like, horribly manipulated by people through much of the movie. Like, his, he only has a girlfriend because uh, she wants, like, him to do this. And then he, it gets more into that later. But Well, so then, um, I mean, the musician, too, the one thing I really love about him is he's constantly getting hit on by all of these women. 
and they kind of hint at the fact that like um he thinks that ashley is attractive well i think they just come out and say it at this point but he won't talk to her he has no issue being around all these other women like half the time we see him he's surrounded by women but he's just so afraid to approach this one woman that like he won't go anywhere near her there's oh never God. any conversation i just thought of an okay so okay so <laughs> there's so many things in this movie that don't pay off at all Honestly, I, we, half of this list is things that they, like, make. And this must be because it's a book and they were, you know, adapting it for film. And these things probably, I bet you most of these things paid off in the book. But in the in this, we're they were cutting things the, out. We're not reading the book to find out. We're, we're, a, I'm not reading the book to find out. But what, what I, well, I don't really guess it's not really a B. But the the point I'm trying to make is it's almost like they, like, were go they didn't go back and do another edit. Like, it's like somebody was reading the book while they were writing the script. They were like, okay, I'll mention this and this. And then they got to the end and realized, like, they didn't, you know, then they started cutting stuff out because they were getting lazier as, like, it was going on. And they didn't bring back in any of these plot elements because we then, basically, uh, Krista just leaves. She, ben Shapiro's there and well, they, and they dance. dance. yeah. Yes, it's a, this is important because she asked him to dance and he's like, I'm trying to get, get this record deal signed and I don't know who you are. And then Wes gently is like, if you don't dance with that woman, I will not. Again, he's being manipulated. He's like, I'm not going to sign. He's like, I only deal with nice guys. And nice guys dance to pretty li- with pretty ladies. It's like, you were just ignoring all these girls who were Which, over here, but that's fine. So Then Ryan starts to have this crisis because Ryan is still in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So he's like acting, he's like guilty. And then he, uh, she like, you know, she's like slow dancing with him. And then uh, he, he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said yes to dance. He's like, I, I have, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, it's okay. I just broke up with my really hot boyfriend. And he's like, okay, those are two different situations. (laughs) No, she says she shouldn't have been dancing with him either because she just got out of a relationship that day. Or they didn't time in this movie. Other than they divided up, this is we're still in Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. Yes. That's that's true. This is like one of the most Labor Day movies. Except I think there is a movie called Labor Day that's like a romantic, uh, like one of those Nicholas Sparks or whatever. Maybe not. Um, Anyway, so. Then they just leave the party. She takes his wedding. hand and walks away with this man after she's like, "Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't dance with you. You have a girlfriend." And yeah, and he's then like, she "Yeah, be faithful." <laughs> and then she drags him around town, showing him all the the best spots in town, like the diner that has the best chopped salads, because yes, yeah. that is the hard thing in the in this country. You know, because everyone we again we grew up in a very small town, and anyone who's ever been to any small town. If you, you can tell who the real people who grew up in country towns are, because they can tell you to get the where you can get the best chopped salads in town. Like, if you get some city folk coming in there, they're not going to know where to go. In fact, they're going to tell you to go to the subway that's at the gas station that's technically in a different town. We're and they don't even town. do chopped salads anymore. We're in our town. You'll tell them either the bar, the Coney Island. There's tons of There's options. There's two places you can eat at. I don't know if either of them do a chopped salad, but good luck. <laughs> I mean, Coney Island has salads. I don't know if the bar does, but... Chopped salads, though? No, it's probably not chopped. Yeah. It's, it's some barely cut iceberg lettuce. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those ones where they, my, like, my mom would just cut the I think, iceberg it's lettuce into a quarters. Salad, oh, yeah. is, is it called? It's, it's an actual not even thing. It's, I used to love them, to be honest. I thought it was so fun. Although, they're, actually, they're horrible because you had to just cover it. And, anyway. We're yeah, because you only get like bacon and then Thousand Island dressing, I think, on a wedge salad. So, so sorry. So, they go on a walk and immediately they both exposition dump at each other. Um... Krista tells Ben Shapiro that her dad's dead and that her mom moved away with her stepdad. To another country. To another country, and they come and visit once a year. You're watching a Christmas movie. When you hear that, what did you think, Ashley? She's definitely going to show up at Christmas time, right? Oh, yeah. I completely she forgot. never shows up. Because okay. we're like, we're like, oh, okay, okay. The mom, I thought there was going to be like some scene where they get stuck in the snow or something. You know, there is no big dramatic moment really in this movie. There is there is a dramatic moment, which we'll get to. Because yeah, every one of these in the third act, you have to have the moment where everybody. Yeah, but it's never like, I feel like the typical cliche one is like somebody gets stuck in the snow. Like I thought that was going to either happen with the mom or the pregnancy. Well, these are getting cheaper and cheaper because somebody getting stuck in the snow means them having to be out. This movie was clearly filmed in California and then the only outdoor scenes were really just stock yeah, uh, shots. True. There was one set that looked like it could have been outside but it was where he's chopping wood and you can't really tell it could have just been a good set. Um, but yeah, so it's very cheap. But so again, that's another thing that does not pay off. We never see your mom. Then he says the stuff that he grew up, you know, with military dad, blah, blah, blah. Um, he became shy. Yes, which made him become shy. And then they have like... Uh, She's like, adopted. 
Mm-hmm. Which that that doesn't really matter, but they walk around and and, and they, they just walk around town all day and and like to me it felt like they were trying to do like a, a before sunset or or probably like um in the uh, in the book this probably was supposed to be them walking around all night. You know what I mean? It was yeah. you could have made this like a nice like moment. They they left this wedding and they these strangers walked around. They met each other and they walked around all night long. But really, it's like it's just still daytime <laughs> and it was during a wedding. So like. It's like they left for 45 minutes, but there's a and montage her, of them laughing and like, ha, ha, ha. And her sisters, well, the sisters were working the wedding. They had all the decorations and, and she just leaves. We're assuming that Ashley is stuck to clean it up because uh, as another Ashley, I have to say that I really feel for her in this movie. I feel like she really gets screwed in a lot of ways. So this is, this is, uh, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm, my brain is like. Because I'm I'm getting to another thing where I, I just, feel like I, if this you could wasn't see a, him drawing arrows at everything on his sheet right now, I'm like, yeah, it's like the like, Charlie Day is, thing where yeah. he's got the lines. Yeah. You're like, this is really important, but it's just everything. Well, so, I think it's where we stop talking. He has to indicate where he has to read next. Well, no, it's a point that I want to make sure that. Cause, so I was saying that I think that they only did one draft and somebody read the book while they did it. I think because you were reading the the plot of the book. Can you pull up the plot of the book? Because it said undercover cowboy. And randomly, in the last act of this movie, there's this weird plot point introduced that's really never explained early on where he's lying about... he. So what? they say that Ben Shapiro lied about being a rancher. But the weird thing is, in this scene here, so after they walked around, Ashley, I don't know, I don't know if you caught this, but... They were walking around, and they're sitting on the bench. And there's a scene, just to let you guys know what happens. They sit at, uh, Ben Shapiro and Krista sit on the bench together. And he says that he has to get on a plane and go home. He doesn't say that he lives out there at all. He says he has to get on a plane to go home. And she's like, oh, so the ranch is calling? And he's like, what? And he's like, I've never heard it said that way before. Like, And so it was. he never... I think at that point he was supposed to... They were supposed to introduce the fact that he was lying and saying he was a rancher when he was really a lawyer. But it doesn't happen. Like, that doesn't happen. The only line is that he says, like, I've never heard it put the way that the ranch is calling. And then later on in the movie, they well, we, introduce this weird thing where it's like, we'll, we'll you lied to, to me. Yeah, So, but but that's why I mean, that's well, why I think that's probably a bigger thing in the book. Because they say undercover cowboy, but this movie spends no time with that at all. There's well, no time to do that. Also, Krista is about to ruin this man's life. That's really the feeling I get for her. Like, she's that girl that was just broken up with, and she's just ready to destroy his life. Because she, like... Gets up then. Well, first they're, they're they're sitting extremely close on the bench, and then um, she mentions like if he likes it out there, and she takes his phone and takes a photo of him on the bench, and he's like, "It'd be better with you in it." So they take a photo together and like text it to each other, and it's like I just feel like Krista is overstepping so much, knowing he's in a relationship, and she's just trying to ruin it. Which, by the way, is so funny. Which I had to write down in it because. Earlier in the thing, the thing that she's so mad about, she's screaming at her hunky boy, uh, boyfriend, the pilot, and she's like, you just are traveling around sleeping with all these girls. What? Meanwhile, this guy comes into town who's from out of town, and he's in, she's immediately trying to get him to cheat on his girlfriend with her. So, But then they go their separate ways, and she's gushing to her sister Ashley about how amazing this guy is and tells her sister, at least he's not a guy who cheats on his girlfriend. Like, you were trying, it almost felt like you were trying to get him to, though. And you're just like, well, I guess the first guy she hasn't slept with comes to town, (laughs) and she's like, um, okay. So then immediately, pretty much, immediately he gets home. It's literally the next day. Well, it's I think he yeah he goes into the office. Poor Ryan, this is yeah this man really has it rough. He goes Ben Shapiro's Ryan. He goes into the office. He um he his his uh, assistant's like, oh you're here, you should leave. And it's because her his girlfriend is cheating on him with uh, this guy named Doug, who is, I guess, was the co-worker, right? He also yeah. is a... Because uh, she's like, he's going to, you know... She's like, you had seven chances to email your friend my headshots. And he's like, look, have you seen my headshots? I'm only in these movies, too. I don't know what you want me to do. Uh, anyway, so she's like, yeah, you didn't email anybody your headshots. You're out of here. I'm with Doug. <clears throat> so then Orion, Ryan accidentally calls Krista... And he's also, for some reason, he has one of those phones that you can't hang up and you just have to keep going, oh, no, 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 and keep pounding the... And smashing the phone on the desk. <laughs> yeah, he's literally like... Argh. And then she answers, she's like, hello? And he's like, what do you want? I don't remember what... It's, we, the dialogue is so... It's so and he's stupid. like, I'm really busy at work, I have to go. Yeah, he calls her, yeah. And then, I mean, whatever, it's supposed to be awkward. And then she's like, hey, it was nice to hear your voice. And he's like, it's nice to hear your voice, too. But, like, okay... 
Is it that hard to make a phone call? I'm sorry. You. He was creeping on her. Uh, he was creeping on her picture and accidentally. Oh yeah, which I think he has set as his wallpaper. Either that, or he just has it where he can easily pull it up full screen whenever he wants and stare at the photo of the two of them. Yeah, because then he, he goes into awful in. <laughs> Because then he goes into what I have written down as his American Psycho workout. Because it comes to this <laughs> I thing. I forgot where about that. <laughs> he's in like a red gym and he's just working out, looking insane. I mean, he looks like he looks like Christian Bale in American Psycho, and <clears throat> he's like looking at her picture and he's supposed to be sad, but it's like he's doing like kickboxing and stuff. He, he he's lifting weights. And he's, then he's trying like, to look hot. He's yeah. trying very hard to look hot. But like, why does such a chick? Why wouldn't she just film him jogging around town? You know what I mean? Well, I think I think they realized um, that he just wasn't that attractive, so they thought maybe a gym scene would like boost his. They should have had his him pop his shirt because he's in good shape. The actor we saw. Yeah, a picture but of him. his tattoos were. T- That's true. You're right. He had like a clown, big clown tattoo or something. He's the Joker. <laughs> the I'm telling you, he looks like the Joker. He looks like he could be the Joker on something. Uh, Okay. So the girlfriend breaks up with him. He does this American Psycho montage. Then and then it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, we wow. cut the thanks from Labor Day to Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> Where Krista, which they're having another town party. They're having a well, Thanksgiving party that the well, flowers are at. So we're we open on Thanksgiving um, at the sister's house, which in the inside is quite large for what looks like just an old brick house. Like it's gorgeous inside. Has like stone and everything and like huge windows and Krista is looking through a what looks like bound book of her memories of her acting career apparently she was a great stage actress in New York and Kemp not only home. great we find out later that she is the top stage actor of her generation this movie the one we did last week we had the number one podcaster in America and then we have the top that no one's ever heard of too. yes she moved she was the top like the People watch stage actors. That for They'd rich be like, people, what, especially like Dina Menzel or something like just yeah, that would have been like a few name? years ago, like Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, like, like that just guy. dropping off. Yeah. And then no one, no one knows who they are. And again, something that barely it does. At least it comes into play, it, it but it doesn't make sense because before no, it the comes party, up big time. Yes, before it, the party, what does she go do? Oh yes, before the party, she goes and walks down the street and she sees auditions for a Christmas Carol at this <laughs> tiny little community theater i mean this is probably like a 100 seat theater it looks like a, a in our hometown of the, in the library upstairs there's yeah. a there's a historic like stage. stage yeah and it's like that it's very small and uh, i mean which makes sense for a small town thing but what's we and there's nobody there there's like five people in a room including the director and her assistant they're sabotaging her because she like just sits down and then everyone's like go go up next and like she just gets handed the script but you know what it is weird to me that this so yes she comes in and she immediately sits down they're like you're next and they hand her it and she's like uh and she goes up there but like she doesn't even like read the sentence first she's like oh hello uh mr scrooge uh but it sure is uh it sure isn't and they're like next (laughs) which is hilarious also because there's no one there there's I think no, there's like there's six one, people. Her other like, friend, the one girl there who's like, she's in the, a girl, doesn't matter. Has no point on the story, but there's a girl there who's her friend. And she got like, kind of got shitty when, because, okay, because then Krista, so she blows it. But then she just starts doing Romeo and Juliet. Because she was great in Romeo and Juliet um, in some production, which we're <laughs> pretty sure is a photo of her doing the Little Mermaid. It looked like the Little Mermaid costume. She had red hair. She was in like because those the, were like the, real photos. They yeah. had like photos of this actress who clearly Which, had done some like yeah. Com- she's community in a, stage. She's in a red wig. Her hair is pulled back into she's a wearing blue the dress. Bow. Yeah. She has on like the dress where it's like the light blue sleeves with like the navy blue corset, and they're like, it's her photos from Romeo and Juliet. Which which also this again that this whoever wrote this just obviously thinks like he they just he I assume Brian Power knows nothing about stage acting at all because he thinks a that like stage acting is so quaint that like you could be the number one stage actor of your generation and disappear and and, and be fine and then also the only plays he can think of are romeo and juliet <laughs> like it's like that it's like me the only plays that you've had to read in high school are the ones that like you can think of but like that's your favorite you tell people like my probably my favorite play is romeo and juliet or hamlet no that'd be like now somebody be like yeah it's probably uh, you know hamilton it's probably my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, so she shows her Romeo and Juliet thing, and the lady in the director's like, love it. And so she's in. 
I don't think she's well, in. Well, we're not told she's in, but right. we're assuming because there was only six people in the theater. <laughs> yeah. So, and one of them was the director. So they're kind of they're kind of desperate at this point. I mean, if she couldn't get it as the best stage actor of her generation, that was going to be incredibly embarrassing. So then we go back to the Thanksgiving party, and Ben Shapiro's sister, the pregnant one, is sitting there, and she's like, "Is that that West Gently dick I've heard about?" He doesn't he doesn't like my brother, and so she goes over to him, and, and again now she pressures that West Gently, the guy who didn't want to be a thing, she's like, "You call my brother and you sign his contract," <laughs> like, which is crazy. That's like. That's like a Barry Gordy or whatever from uh, from Motown Records, where he would just steal everyone's music back in like the six. You know, he he would just like rip find all these young artists and rip them off. That's like she's pressuring him, and she's like, "You call him right now," and he calls him, and she's standing right there, and she's like, "Tell him you're gonna sign it," and he's like, "Yeah, we, we should. You should come here, come to my ranch, and we'll uh, I'll have you. Well, I'll, then maybe we'll talk about signing the paperwork." So the ball's in motion. So now we jump to December. Right. Yes, uh, we do. Yes. So I love, I love, um, so businessman Ryan Ben Shapiro, uh, he comes to his sister's house uh, with Daryl and whatever the sister's name is, pregnant lady. And uh, he hands his bags over to Daryl, who just then like, he's like, oh, I'm going to take him upstairs. And then Ben Shapiro mentions that he has to go over to Wes's house to do some like. Cut wood. To do some Cut work around the ranch. Daryl just drops the bags i think that like, was supposed to be funny though i don't know if it was though i don't i think he didn't know what to do with them before he moved on to like having this moment with with him well because we should say that daryl that, that's the, the pregnant sister's husband he's like oh, he's supposed to be really goofy and like he, he's just so, weird yeah he's not funny but like he's he's supposed to be like this whoa this guy's crazy but he's just like this handsome country guy right so he gives him all these tips i don't know if you you yeah, mean. he tells him, well, no, that was the only, it's not notable. There was just, this was probably the only attempt that there was kind of a joke where he's giving him tips and he's like, first things first, you take your hat off when you walk into somebody's house. It's respectful. And he's not wearing a hat and he's like, well, I don't have a And it, it wasn't really funny, but it was notable only in that it's the only attempt that they took to like write a joke that wasn't just, because most of what these movies do is they don't write any jokes. They just have characters laugh at things that weren't even a joke just so that they can be like, it's a funny movie. The char- look how much the characters are the laughing. The characters having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and like you just don't understand it. Uh, so, so he goes over to his house, and um, Wes is having Ryan uh, slash Ben Shapiro cut wood, which I actually have a, a trivia for us. Okay. On this, um, let me get back to my screen. This is what he here. said he was inviting him over for, was to help him to c- cut two cores of wood. Um, so Bradley Hamilton, who is Ben Shapiro slash Ryan, is deathly afraid of sharp objects due to a childhood accident. He required extensive coaching for the scene where he handles an axe to split firewood. That is, besides the fact that this is based on a book, that is the only other trivia for this movie. Uh, And listen, I don't want to like, I don't want to make fun of this because that's like, if he does have like a traumatic thing, that's, that's horrible. But I just feel bad for whoever was working on set and this is like some horrible low budget like movie and they suddenly have to deal with like coaching like, yeah like you, got this. Like you got this come on buddy also though if that's true and he's deathly afraid they could have changed that scene really easily again this scene doesn't matter but they couldn't have any animals in the movie like that was probably the same barn that the oh my gosh because we we missed the part Actually, where they could have just said you have to move all like that one oh, no, country movie. Oh no, we haven't movie. gotten to that part yet. That's coming up soon. Yeah, okay, but they okay. could have just said like you have to move all of this wood from over here to over there, and they could have done that oh, thing yeah, from that Disney true. movie where he does it, and then he's like, "Why don't you use the truck?" And he's like, "What a freaking big city idiot!" Um, <laughs> city folks just don't get so it. So the whole scene is just that he's chopping wood. He's he doesn't even chop it. He, yeah, he's this... holding the axe, and then he, Krista comes over. Yeah, and she stops it right away, and she's like, "You're here." It's so great to see you. And then she hugs him and then, like, runs That's when off. the lie comes out about the ranch, though. Yes, that's... Okay, because she's like, oh, you... Oh, he mentioned that you were working for him for... He was going to do some work for you or something. And, like... And that's what I think that this was something that was supposed to be um, set up a lot earlier in it. And it never was. Whoops. Um, because it, it really is implied that, like... Because it then becomes a big deal that Krista thinks that Ben Shapiro well, owns a ranch. it is said... I forgot. She says, like, oh, yeah, like, you're taking time away from the ranch. And he was, like, kind of realizes at that point that she has no idea what he does for work. And he's just kind of like, yeah, the ranch. Yeah. And, like, 
Yes. Yeah, so he, then, then, but the, the lie. <laughs> then he just goes to the next scene, and this is the only scene where the lie even matters, because the girl like then okay, Maggie so, was the sister's name. That was okay. the sister's name. So, Maggie goes up to her. Maggie and Daryl go up to her. Go up to the sisters, and they're talking, and it comes out that he's actually this big time. Lawyer. lawyer music man yeah it's really she's vague. like what he's not a rancher and she like laughs she's like him a rancher blah, blah blah and um krista is just really hurt by this discovery so to make it better maggie calls ryan out for not being very confident with himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> this guy this poor guy he even it, it, uh, okay so then we are we we briefly remember remember the ashley character who got totally sidelined well she gets a scene here she's dressed in really ugly clothes which she is through most of the movie um and we, she has a conversation with uh uh a character named max gently who's west gently's Awkward creepy forehead son. son which we talked about earlier creepy forehead. creepy forehead son and he's like he's like you're pretty you should talk to my dad we should we should hang out together. We're friends. No, she, I don't think you he can, says anything. You about can her. hold the microphone while I film my dad. Yeah, yes. That's, <laughs> that came out really creepy. That's what it said though. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna film my dad, and you can hold the microphone. And she's like, Okay, yeah, let's be friends. And it, I guess they exchange numbers. I don't know if that's shown, but it's it, it definitely happened because later I will later on he's just talking to this grown woman. So then Wes gently comes up, and. Uh, He's like, oh, hey. Uh, and she's like, hi. And do they even, does anything meaningful there? I, it, the, the whole point of the scene is that he says Ashley. So he knows, she's like, D- he knows my name. Even though th- this is supposed to be a town of the same eight people that just party together in the lamest parties there every holiday. Is this where it's, oh, because this is where they're at the punch bowl, right? So it's mentioned, he mentions prom because he's like, oh, in a pretty holiday dress, like your prom dress. Yes. And, um. I should also say it's something that you said earlier, which is true, is that all of the characters in this look like stock photo people. They really like, do. Every character. You could take any screenshot from this movie. Yeah, because they're all like young and really diverse, and there's no old people or anything or ugly people in the town. This like small town is like the Twilight Zone, where you wake up and you're in a town just entirely of stock photo people. Um, so which that... is nothing like being in a small. Town. Not at all. You couldn't use. Like, being in a small town is like being in a town full of like mugshots walking around. It's like being in a town full of like the before pictures that they're using for whatever they're trying to sell. Okay, so then I think next is when uh, Krista and Ryan go on a date. He asks her out that night to go get like coffee the next day or something. And um, she accepts. She decides not really to hold a grudge against him, but she kind of has a plan. It sounds like to to get back at him a little bit so he comes over and the premises are supposed to get coffee but she's like can you help me decorate for christmas and then starts using him to do like manual labor and get like boxes out of her barn which is definitely the same barn that he was chopping wood in front of in the last scene well he's trying to um he's trying to oh play the uh, part of the rancher yeah yeah. and she's trying to punish him essentially Because she knows that he's lying. So he's doing all this manual labor. He's, like, exhausted. And then finally comes clean that he's not a rancher. And she's like, I know. And then they, uh, and this is this is a pivotal point in the movie, Cody. Um, she wants to show him something and pulls out the ugliest Mrs. Claus doll. And we have yet another thing that is set up that really I know. doesn't pay off. Like this it- is- this is a typical Christmas movie moment, and they just didn't use it. And we'll complain. I'll get more into it later. Yeah. But so she pulls out this really creepy doll that's like Mrs. Awful. Claus. It looks like a baby head on a yeah. Mrs. Claus. It's probably it a Santa like they Claus. couldn't find one, and they had to like make Put a it. baby doll head on And it. he's like, and this is her most prized decoration of all. And he's like, where's Santa? And she's like, nah, they didn't. They were sold out. And he's like, you got Mrs. Claus without Santa? That's a crime against Christmas. Which is, again, there we go. It's Beautiful. Pacific. I shouldn't and, clap on the table properly. That's going to sound fantastic. <laughs> yeah, look at it on the thing. It looks crazy. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's what they say. It's a crime against Christmas. And, and again, if seeing this before, this is something I'm stealing from that they always say at Red Letter Media, but they'll be like, you, as somebody who's seen movies before, would see that and think that that is going to pay off in some way. And it sort of does, but only in a way that makes you more annoyed that it really doesn't pay off. And that's like most of the I things in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't think it pays off at all. I think the scene that that you 
could very much stretch that it circles back to is not at all it's bad it's not that related okay so anyway he's um at the uh he's decorating she's (laughs) forcing him to decorate her house as punishment for lying about the um being a rancher sorry let me turn my page here um so this whole time she still thinks that he has a girlfriend oh yes so finally he tells her that they that he broke up with her and um and then he immediately is like i'm not a rancher i'm sorry and she's like i already knew that so again just the quickest turnaround of like the introducing that conflict to getting rid of it you know what i mean which i guess is good at least they at least they resolved the conflict they probably realized they forgot they're like oh crap we gotta throw that in really quick yeah exactly because it's like literally the scene before we were introduced that this happened um (laughs) then he goes back to his sister's house and his sister's like, I dug out all of our old toys from when we were a baby, which is the size of a shoebox. <laughs> and it's just like a rabbit. And he's like, oh, my bunny rabbit, Buddy the Rabbit. And then she's like, yeah, I got something else, too. She's like, here. And she hands him. The ugliest ring. This big ever. ring. Yeah. And she's like, this was grandma's ring from the Holocaust. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> she's like this is this is grandma's ring i'm like why well, i just missed the the biggest plot point in this movie it wouldn't surprise me if they if they put that they would just this is the kind of movie that would add something in there they're like she said we can have this ring forever she's like unless the man showed up and asked about it and they're like what man she's like the man with the top hat and then that was what this movie would do and then you'd, the rest of the time you'd be watching it be like i know the man with the top hat's gonna show up because they wouldn't have said that if that wasn't gonna happen but anyway he wouldn't show up she gives him the ring, and then she's like, yeah, you know that girl that, like, you've hung out with for, like, two days? Uh, yeah, you should marry her. Well, and it works out great because we get uh, a scene with Kristen Ashley where Kristen admits that she's in love with him already. Yeah, so it works. It just She it, just found out he's single, and they are in love. Well, she's in love with him. Yes. Um, oh, and then the sister Maggie, uh, so Ben Shapiro slash Ryan's sister Maggie, is kind of manipulative too and and kind of rude to him and just starts to tell him like he needs to instead of like working towards his career he needs to start working towards what matters like and work towards marrying someone because apparently this man's life has no like it it just has no purpose no one exactly no value everyone thinks he's just like garbage (laughs) yeah actually if if the actor wasn't so off-putting you would feel bad for this guy like he's really put upon by people but he's like well but he he brings it on himself in this next scene um well i think next no you're you're talking the conflict part the date yeah Yeah. no let's leave that for a second because there is one more important thing that happens and that's that the weird kid calls ashley the weird forehead boy uh son calls ashley and his dad's like what are you sitting on the couch being all like he's just sitting there like perfectly lit in the background and he's like what are you what are you calling her for and he's like yeah he's like yeah because he's probably like why are you calling a grown woman what why do you have her number and anyway what what happens what, what even happens in that scene there the, the son invites ashley over oh that's the part that you were you really liked where she's like okay we'll ask your dad and, and he's like my dad's smiling i think that means yes no no he, no, no, no he goes um it's even a creepier line because yeah the kid calls and she he's like to the the kid says to the grown woman we should hang out sometime uh, I just need to ask my dad for permission. He's smiling. I think that means yes. And I was like, that seems like he should. That dad should have used that as a teachable moment. That <laughs> kid like, needs son. a lot of. That kid is gonna grow up to be such a creep. He's young Sheldon. Um, oh. He's not. He's gonna oh, be no. fine. Um, it's not young Sheldon, by the way, but he could be. That kid could have been up for the running. I bet. Um, I oh, I do want to say this now. thing that it's until it's not even at this scene. It's actually later that we find out the name of the town is Rust Creek Falls. It's and it's later in the movie. Mind you, we are in the third act, which means third act conflict. So they go on a date, right? Ryan, Ben Shapiro, and Krista go on a date. That's two people, not three. <laughs> Ryan, Ivan, Ben Shapiro. Just stop going, him, Ryan. It doesn't matter. Because um, I'm not gonna start. I don't. What was? What did they even do on the date before that? That they were just walking around okay. at nighttime. It, literally, they were walking around at nighttime, and then uh, he's she... going to propose to her. <laughs> he's literally going to propose to her that night. He just got the ring, and she and he's probably bullied by his sister, and so he's like, yes, he, he feels Mackie's like Mackie's mean. She bosses men around. Yeah, Daryl, we should feel sorry for yeah, Daryl. All right, we probably see. There's probably some stuff happening off camera that we don't. That someone needs to help Daryl. Um, 
Anyway, the uh, so she, she walks, she walks into the theater. Yeah, and she's like, she's I have like, a surprise for you in 10 Wait minutes. here, come in in 10 minutes. Which Meanwhile, she interrupted. He was about to... Per- Actually, he was trying to interrupt her. She was like, I want to show you something. He's like, I want to show you something. And she's like, wait. And then she like runs off and, into the theater. Which, what does this man think when she's like, I want to show you something? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but comes in and she's in the most god-awful dress. Yeah, she's in this horrible green old dress. And she says, I got a main role. A main role. In A Christmas Carol. Now, <laughs> I was trying to, I, I literally said at the time, I was like, what, is, what possibly could be the main role in the Christmas character for a female. Like, what is the, the the closest, I was like, you know what, she's, the only thing I think is she's the ghost of Christmas past because sometimes that's, uh, or future, right? It's the future, which one is the one, there's one that's often portrayed as, um, I think the future one's the nice, I don't know. uh, No, because the future one's the evil devil. Oh. Maybe it's the thing before she shows up, like something nice shows up. Anyway, it doesn't matter because once again, this is a spoiler. We find out, later on the main role that she got again this woman who is the greatest stage actor of her generation is playing tiny tim's mom like barbara cratchit or whatever her name is and anyway i just think so that's she really has funny. six lines in this movie probably in this play and she's just doing her hair all the time getting ready for it. anyway so she says that she did it and he's like what and he's crying he starts like immediately crying and again i kind of feel bad for him because it's like he's probably i know what the plot is and he he, he sells it to her because this man gives real tears and it's like honey you didn't have to do that to this movie they did not pay you enough. the girl did not give real tears at all so he's like you're an actor i saw everybody just you just want me to you just want me to help you be an actor and she's like i'm just telling you i'm she's like this theater holds like 50 people i'm just letting you know i was excited about like because he does really overreact but for him i'm like wow this man is traumatized like it, it almost works, and, and they don't mean it to. This was probably, again, the whole deceit angle in the book was probably a much bigger uh, part. In the movie, it like doesn't even play into it. So when this happens, it's really weird. And and then he just takes off and, I guess, flies back to L.A.? Yeah, he's like, I'm out of right here. Away. Yeah, and it, like, and then, um, is it, he just basically gets, like, a letter, right? Yeah, so, well, he, so Wes mentions that he is probably going to sign the contract. And then Ashley calls him. And this is, again, like, this couple that we assume we were going to be, like, served the whole movie. We're getting in, like, tiny little bits. Um, She calls him, and it's nothing even romantic. She's just like, oh, you're going to sign that contract? Well, can you do me a favor for my sister? So they send the contract in to uh, Ben Shapiro, and inside is, like... Horribly... Can I just say... Horribly unprofessional. Can, if you were like that lawyer and suddenly, like, the guy you're trying to sign is now sending you things from your kind of ex-girlfriend. I mean, they only knew each other for a couple days with this person that but you're like. going to propose. That's true. Yeah. And the whole thing is stupid. They're all crazy. But, yeah, so he sends her a, a, a package. Which has photos of his news clippings yeah. of of Krista from her acting days from the from when the, she was the most talented stage actor of her yeah, generation. Yeah, from the Daily News, America, or the number one newspaper. It says, and yeah, it's and she says, and he's reading. He's like, what? She was the number one actor for a generation, and he like literally says that out loud. Like, it, it. I don't know, like, what that proves. I guess. Oh, that it was that she walked away from fame. Yeah, in a way and that, that she like, wasn't going to use him for it. Right. So, yeah, so then he's Which, like... Which, is he even... Okay, like, one girl uses him because he's an idiot and falls for it, and it was very obvious from the beginning, and now suddenly he just gets used by women left and right? It probably happens a lot. It's probably a cycle. His therapist is like, you need to look out for these things. He's like, I just want to marry her. They're like, you just met her. It doesn't matter. Which, I can't okay. let her get away. So he figures this out, and he gets... I think he gets a video call from his sister Maggie, and what's revealed to is that she's already had her baby like it looks like it's like about a month old two months old it is it's a real baby i'll give him credit for that like but but like she's had the baby and he's like like, oh sorry nobody called you yeah and at first i was like wow this guy sucks he didn't even come out there i I had a i had a a roller coaster thought because i was like this guy sucks he didn't even go out there for that but then she's like yeah sorry it was just really crazy with the baby and everything i didn't have a chance and she's she's at home now she's not in the hospital she's at home bundled up with the baby and it's like you couldn't have, Daryl couldn't have texted me, like, nothing. But then she's like, 
but you should come here for the big town Christmas party. And then he's like, is Krista, or no, to see like the play with Krista. And he's like, Ugh. And, like he's avoiding seeing the baby who, oh, they also reveal the baby's named after him. Which is kind of weird. It's like they're expecting him to die. She's like, his name's Ryan, but he'll be better. <laughs> he'll get it right. So, so uh, yeah, the baby's out of nowhere. <laughs> then, then he goes, th- th- okay. <laughs> the most, the romantic pinnacle of this movie is about to happen. He, this is what's funny. So he gets home. He he shows up there and he, he sees like the, his sister or whatever, right? Because what I remember is that he, the play is going to go on there because his sister goes to the play. And mind you, this is still... <laughs> so presumably, the, in the time of the movie, the play hasn't started yet. This is our big climax. She's like, um, he's like, I need to win her back over, even though she probably would have just taken you back, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and so he... Um, or like, he just wasn't getting enough attention. But so he's like, where's the where's the old Santa suit? Oh no, he sees it. He's like, is that a Santa suit? Yeah, he's like, that's hilarious. And he's and then and then like so you're like, okay, he's gonna wear the Santa suit and try to win her over. So then it cuts to the play and it's it's um it's already near the end of the play. Which we have the best Scrooge ever. Like, yeah, the best so we actor see part in this entire movie is Scrooge. He clearly seemed like he probably did play Scrooge in like a, a uh in in a, in like a, a production of it. in fact they probably this was probably like an actual production or something because they, they actually had a nice little set and stuff but so yeah Scrooge is dancing around and that's when we reveal that it's her part there and then like it's at like the end of the movie because or at the play because we come into the play and it's Scrooge where he's happy at the, after he wakes up so <laughs> Nick or uh, Nick wow Ben Shapiro he was so late for the play because he was getting in the Santa suit and everything, which they show him, but he even has like a belly and stuff. And he missed basically the whole play. But doesn't don't worry, just because he missed the whole play does not mean that he, has, he doesn't have a chance to ruin the play. He, yeah, he almost he almost missed a chance to ruin the play because he shows up with Ashley. Or he shows up to Ashley and he's like, I'm gonna win her back. And they're like, let's change this ending. So th- Oh my god! I and I couldn't believe this because as soon as it happened, I was like, "He better not." <laughs> so I just want you to put yourself, but put yourself into the feet of Scrooge, this guy who like this is a small town community theater. He's been practicing. He's clearly putting a lot of time. He's do, he's doing a good job in his scene. He gets to the scene where you, we don't even get. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm getting so mad. <laughs> this is Scrooge wakes up in the in the Christmas Carol. Right? He he's seen. He's decided to change his way. He gets the biggest turkey. He's running over to what's his name? Is it Cratchit? Bob Cratchit's house? Um, where Bob Cratchit, Tiny Tim, and them. He's running over to his house with the turkey. You know, this is the end of the play, and he shows up, and he has the turkey in the in. The, and this is probably really the only other, the only like two scenes that this woman even has in the actual play. So and, and imagine being this girl too, Krista. Spoiler alert, she ends up loving this, but like imagine real life. And this is finally the part where like she is like, she's going to yell at, at um, Scrooge because she, Bob Cratchit always thinks Scrooge is good. And, um, and I don't know why I'm getting into the Christmas Carol, but so she, you're like, that's a movie we need to go over. <laughs> yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, but so anyway, so she's like, uh, she's like, you can't trust this guy. And then there's a knock at the door and they're like, what? And like, okay, this isn't in the play. And then, cause Scrooge is already in there. And then they open the door. Hey, Talk as I drop my pen. Um, they open the door and in walks two, but Santa Claus. And the crowd cheers. <laughs> That's the most excited the crowd has been in this doll production. Honestly, can I say though, if I was watching Christmas Carol and at the end Santa showed up, I probably would be like, cool. This is way better. Yeah, so he cheers, and he's like, ho, ho, ho. He's like, where's Santa's present? Well, no, he's like, I'm here to tell you what I want for Christmas. And she does her terrible acting, and she's like, which he's a better actor than she is. Yeah. And she's like, oh. He shows her up. He ruins the play, and he shows her up. She's like, he's like oh, you, you didn't do improv? Aren't you supposed to bring presents for all these children? And does this very awkward hand gesture. And then he, like, rips his, his hat and his wig off, and he's like, it's me. What the hell? I'm not really Santa. <laughs> this is where all the kids were traumatized. So it gets really serious and he's like, I'm so sorry for what I did. And he kneels down. <laughs> this man is ruining the play. I still cannot believe. Can I Can I just say this? He didn't even 
This is a Christmas Carol, and the little, and especially imagine the little kid actor. He didn't even get to do "Merry Christmas, everyone." <laughs> I know he lost his famous line, the most the famous only... line probably from the from the, the oh, play. easily, easily, and he doesn't get to do it because Santa walks in and kneels down and and proposes to her. And my, what's so funny is like he's now he has the mask and stuff off, so it's his face, but he's, he's kneeling down. and He still's like a fat suit on. So he's got this big gut. He's like, "Will you marry me?" Obviously, yep. she says yes. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. So she says yes. Um, and, and then the the whole play's over now. They and just, the whole, so bow. is the movie. Well, there's a little, isn't there like there's a little moment? There's one last part Ashley. where Ashley and the creepy kid and them show up and, and the kid's West like. Gently. Yeah, and he's Ooh. like, she's like, you love each other now. The little Ben Shapiro, or the little the little uh, uh, young Sheldon boy. And he like grabs her hands and Why'd puts them together. Why'd you say that like you were Buster Blue? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, mother? <laughs> he is kind of like a little Buster Bluth, actually. Like in the flashbacks, where they show how creepy he is, like in the in the rest of them. Um, so yeah, literally the end is just them standing there, and, and they're like, "We're in love now." I don't know why I keep I'm still using that voice. And then, and then uh, uh, Ben Sh- Ben Shapiro and uh, um, Krista are there. And then again, he has this line that is, again never set up. She's like, so you're going to come live here now and, and marry me? And he's like, well, we didn't talk about all that. No, he's immediately like, yeah. He's like, but there's enough ranchers here. He's like, maybe maybe the town could use a lawyer. And she's like, I think that would be good. And he's like, oh, so you like lawyers now? And she's like, watch it or something like that. But it is literally never established. So this this thing is full of things that are established and never pay off. And payoffs to things that were never established. Yeah, like, if you start watching this movie, we open with Wes Gently and probably get to see Wes Gently four or five times throughout this movie. And he still makes the cover of the movie. The storytelling is really bizarre. My only guess is that the, the book maybe has a narrator and is able to put the stuff in there. But it, the storytelling is so strange because it doesn't really follow any It follows every character the same, essentially. Um, but yeah, and then it just, it just ends. And the credits start, weirdly enough, like halfway through. Um... There's no okay. This is crazy credits. I was wondering uh, what this was because the point they're walking around in the movie and it says coming soon after the storm, which happens to be the next movie that they were doing. Um, there is uh, oh the oh, the reviews. Let's see what the the reviews are here, huh? I want to look at like a, a high review. Are you gonna pull some up? Yeah, let me. I'll I'll pull up. Uh... Okay, this one's a six out of ten. Uh, extra points for hot guys only. <laughs> Despite the veritable bevy of hot guys in this one, it really was quite wet. What? what? You start off thinking that the heartthrob internet sensation is going to be the lead focus, but, but sadly, it turns out to be the guy who not only resembles Zach Braff, but no, he doesn't, but is actually even more awkward than uh, the actors in Scrubs. And without any of the funny charm, he's a bit like a man, Zach Braff. Not Zach. Zach's awesome. You feel like it's building to something dramatic, but it flows very generically. Time either passes really quickly, or the two leads go on more dates than we know about, and the big finale just shows up out of nowhere and fizzles out, blows raspberries. The hot, hot, hot brother-in-law, Daryl, is excellent and would have been a far better lead role. In fact, actually swap Ryan and Wes, and I think have a far better film because Steve Hazar, Daryl, made a great expectant dad ryan did not have any strength as a character he's actually like what 12 <laughs> Wait, <can laughs> and I... still wet behind the ears wes is wes is not humble enough to be an internet sensation set up by a son because he's too modest to believe in his singing abilities yeah right whatever the two sisters were also far too smiley and friendly with each other my teeth started to rot because of how they were so sweet this is actually a pretty funny review they did manage. To, I did manage to watch it all the way through, though, so it can't be that bad. Uh, but it will be a good few years before I watch it again. You watch it again? Okay. I have one for you. Don't don't go any further because okay, I want okay. you to guess how how much of a how many stars they got. Oh, this is a good game. Okay. Okay. So this is by Nana Now. I really wanted to like this movie, but one sister's way too syrupy sweet to prove their love i don't know what that means Two lead actor miscast being a high-powered lawyer means not being tentative three most people do not smile 98 percent of the time four <laughs> icky plot to use a child to get a man poor acting flimsy script and constant long pauses the whole thing was just uncomfortable and not needing to be finished how many stars out of ten? Oh, 
I mean, you wouldn't be asking me if it wasn't higher than it should be. So I'm going to say six. Ten out of ten. <laughs> okay. Let me do one. Shut that down. Okay. okay you're going to have to scroll. I went to like the one that said that was like an eight and a nine that started with like fun or something. This one's one. I'm not going to go through it. But I'm just like, how old is Bradley Hamilton? Ryan, 15. Even on the AMV page, there's no age for him. You really so that's a bit suspect. That's a bit suspect. Acting like it's his first job. Wooden is a broom handle. Wouldn't have had much romance in it if he had. Uh, the rest of the film needed subtitles. The young cast need lessons in how to project and blah, 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 blah. Can't leave him alone. Um, uh, I really want to... Oh, this is the one that you... <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I should stop. I, we, we should probably should do this beforehand. Uh, here we go. This one says, um, a nice holiday treat. This movie is terrible. Wow, I'm not sure which is worse, the acting or the writing. Laughably bad, and whatever. I, I, I won't go through any more of this because we need to, unless you have a good one, because we need to give our review, which is going to be tough. If we're doing the, what, what, I mean, what, first off, what would even be the 10, 10 what? What would, he, what would even be the thing in, in this one? I think in the first one, you got 10, ten prop candy canes that you everything. But this 10 one. axes that, that traumatized Bradley Hamilton. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, because the other one was, we probably could have done how many jobs did we give it because the last movie the guy had like a million jobs um this one yeah what's there even a lot of in this movie like nothing people just taking advantage yeah there is there, there's yeah, it's exact there's a lot of plot points and leads to nothing so i don't i don't know what i would give this because it's it's really bad it's it's a bad one and again we should say that we're rating this in context of what like makes value. one of these is, yeah yeah how entertaining is it worth it, is. it is it worth your time to turn on this movie i almost think this one is though because there is just so much to it that it's not really like you know it's it's not one of those movies that you can go like walk in the other room like go to the bathroom and come back and still know what's going on no it's ex- <laughs> it's not boring but it's exhausting because you keep thinking especially for us because we take notes and so it's like you keep thinking like am i gonna need to remember that and 90 percent of the time don't but it's like one of those tests when you're a kid the the reading uh comprehension yeah. tests where you but have those to those re- are fun there's all these no they're not where you see we're gonna this is <laughs> yes we, we they're not fun they have all these points and you're like writing them down being like i'm gonna remember that and then you do the, the test and it doesn't have to do with any of that that's how it feels like and so no story problems in math uh kind of but were they purposely no they're reading comprehension tests where they purposely add in extra details and then they ask questions about it afterward to see what you remembered and um i i know i mean here's the thing it it, it's not horrible because the end the fact where he comes into santa claus and ruins the play at the end and the fact that everybody cheers is hilarious and i can't believe it and again i can totally see this working as a book i think i but I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to say, I'm going to go right down the middle and give it a five as far as these movies go. I think it's not very good, but it's not boring. And there is a few really funny parts. And, um, if, and you, if you can enjoy the bizarro stock photo world that they live in and the fact that it is awful writing, um, and storytelling, it, it can be enjoyed like somewhat. I, I would give this one. I want to say a seven. A seven really? acts is to traumatize to traumatize Bradley Hamilton because uh, <laughs> it. I just think it's so funny. Like it is so horribly written that it is so enjoyable to just like try to follow along with. Like we had to pause this so many times to even know where we were at in the story. Like we had to rewind a lot, and I just think that like it is one of those movies that you were gonna turn on and you were gonna wonder like how drunk was this man when he finalized the script because he hated his life doing this and yeah I don't know. so I just if you like was, watching christmas movies funny. that feel like a word problem you're gonna love it if, if you, you like could, you could probably watch this movie multiple times like that reviewer said and get something different out of it every single time because i don't know how much we missed it's true well there you go we none of these could have been dead ends a hometown holiday so check it out Bye.